This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings on a... Okay, Monday. <laughs> Definitely not as nice as the weekend was, but it was a good weekend to get some racing in. Uh, in and around the Great Lakes region, we got a lot to talk about. A great interview lined up with one of the drivers who got it done this weekend as well. Uh, we'll have that straight ahead, but first let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Talladega Super Speedway was the home for the NASCAR Cup Series and NASCAR Xfinity Series over the weekend, and it started with the Xfinity Series. Noah Gregson went to victory lane with the nascar xfinity series Uh, of course it's all we all know what talladega is right avoid the wrecks be out front when it matters we go to victory lane and that's exactly what happened on sunday as well for ross chastain he picked up his second career win in the nascar cup series and did so in dramatic fashion being the survivor of the event Uh, Watermelon for everyone on Sunday down in Talladega, so good stuff there. Arco Series was also in action. Uh, Rich, we'll talk about that coming up, uh, but do want to kind of right off the top of the show say that we're all thinking about Scott Melton, uh, the uh, former Arca CRA Super Series driver uh, who was injured at Talladega. More on that coming up straight ahead. Elsewhere in racing, how about Buddy Kofoid? Last Saturday, he picked up the win with the USAC NOS Energy Drink Midget National Series, uh, and then... He announced he's going Silver Crown Racing on the dirt. Team owner Hans Lien said that uh, Sunday, May 1st at Terre Haute, Indiana, the action track, Kofoid will get behind the wheel of a Silver Crown car on the dirt. So there you go. Look for Buddy Kofoid pretty soon. Elsewhere on the dirt, C.J. Leary continued his hot start to the sprint car racing season, winning Saturday's Let's Go 30 at Montpelier Motor Speedway, driving the number 81. The uh, 30-lap Buckeye Outlaw sprint car feature was dominated by Leary on that quarter-mile racetrack. Elsewhere, uh, Matt Westfall, who we've seen up here at I-96, finished second. Isaac Chapel in third. Kobe Barksdale in fourth. And Corbin ha- uh, Hazlett rounded out the top five. And finally, Mother Nature tried to spoil the fun in the final night of the annual MLRA Spring Nationals at Lucas Oil Speedway. But in the end, it was Peyton Looney reigning on her parade by capturing his sixth career MLRA victory at the track Saturday night. Looney out of at NIP Enterprise Capital Chassis, or Chassis, uh, along with the rest of the 35-car field, had to endure a near one-hour delay, but they got the show in. Peyton Looney gets the win over Chad Simpson, Chris Simpson, Logan Martin, and Garrett Alberson rounding out the top five. And that is what's happening in a little bit longer Motor City Minute. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. How are you, sir? 
Uh, a little bit tired, but I'm glad we got to a racetrack <laughs> this weekend, Zach. Can you believe it? And for the first time in a long time, uh, we were kicking it at the same racetrack over the weekend. Man, we were. I, I'm surprised neither one of us ended up behind bars. Uh, I think we were going to be safe there, but uh, no. As first, <laughs> I, I have to say this though, right out of the gate, I had. It, I like going to a racetrack for the first time. That was my first trip to Crystal Motor Speedway. Yeah. And, and you know, um, everyone there treated us great, whatever we needed, um, and, and we had a great time. So even some awesome racing, which you'll talk about in a little bit. But um, I just wanted to say that it's always cool to go to a racetrack and have a great time. I had a great time at Crystal. Yeah, nice job by Ron Flynn and everybody. They get their season underway over uh, over uh, the weekend as well. But, of course, our f- focus will be on the Great Lakes Super Sprints coming up. Now, we mentioned, <laughs> excuse me, during the Motor City Minute, ARCA was at Talladega as well, Rich. And I know you always keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on with ARCA as well. Yeah, Zach, uh, well, when Nick Sanchez got shuffled out of the lead pack with 11 laps to go in Saturday's General Tire 200 for the ARCA Menard Series, it appeared – his shot at winning the, at Talladega was over. Two laps later, Sanchez made a daring three-wide move to take the race lead moments before a caution flag w- waved to end the race early, allowing him to claim his second Arkham Menard Series victory dating back to last year and his first of 2022. The race ended, Zach, nine laps early, so Saturday's NASCAR Xfinity race could start on time. So it was a TV delay for once. Not a, uh, okay, the race, it's been two hours, we're done. Right. So that, that was unusual to me. Uh, so uh, prior to a restart with 13 laps remaining, teams were informed that the next flag, checkered or caution, would end the race. Uh, using a push from Corey Heim, Sanchez went from fourth to first on the ensuing restart. His time at the front was brief, however, as Heim quickly took the lead while Sanchez got shuffled back while trying to block the top and the bottom lines while running third. Sanchez kept his wits about him and got back in the draft, quickly getting to third in the outside line. While that was happening, Daniel Dye was at the front of the field trying to pass race leader Heim. He first moved up to the top uh, to block a run by Alabama native Brett Holmes before moving low to try and block Heim back. The move uh, to block Heim came too late, and Dye spun off the nose of Heim's number 20 machine. That's when Sanchez saw his opportunity. Sanchez moved low under Holmes and was able to go three wide to pass Heim for the lead seconds before the caution was displayed for die spin. Allowing Sanchez to secure his first super speedway win, Holmes and Heim would complete the podium. And Zach, like you said, um, did you get a chance to see the picture of that Kimmel racing machine that Scott Melton was driving Boy, was that thing tore up. You know, I actually saw a video today as well where they did a walkthrough of that car and explained how it all folded exactly where it was supposed to. You couldn't even see the throttle. Uh, Everything had wrapped around the driver so perfectly uh, with the steering column getting shoved off to the side and the, you know, the the tunnel for the drivetrain getting pushed over and everything. Uh, It was wild. And, you know, else the uh, if you haven't seen it yet or maybe you don't have access to it, the dash came apart. The digital screen dash, the screen actually popped off of the dash cluster he hit so hard. Uh, so that, that's just, I mean, and the fact that he the fact that he got hurt at all is no good. We know that. But, Rich, we've seen some hits like that before where the driver is not alert when he leaves the property. So the fact that he only had a broken leg is a pretty good testament to everything that's going on in our sport. 
Yes, and I think, you know, just to follow up, that's the most important thing. I don't think they're saying you're not going to get hurt in any of these race cars, right? Because they can't promise any of that. I mean, don't go racing if you think you got a chance. But um, they're now designed so you can get out and live through an accident. You may be sore for a while and you may be out for a little while, but uh, you come back to, to fight another day. And but, you know, like you said, our prayers are with Scott Melton and hope he recovers uh, and gets back in a race car real soon. I was actually curious uh, Sunday when we unloaded at Salem. I said, man, I thought Scott was going to hurry up back here from Talladega. I had not heard that he was involved in a crash yet. So, uh, Scott, I forgive you for not being at Salem on Sunday. (laughs) Uh, Quickly, I do want to mention a couple of things going on in the pavement world. Speaking of Salem, uh, did you see this? Casey Roderick, man, get out the broom uh, Sunday. First ever time to Salem Speedway and the All-American 400. This cat, he goes out there. He wins the JEG CRA All-Stars Tour 100-lap race to start. He says, this was the first time I've ever been at Salem. Took a little time to get used to everything that Salem's all about. Then we settled in and we got the win. Nice job. ARCA CRA Super Series, completely different story. This dude got to the front by lap 12 and never looked back. Dominated the event. Got the win over Cody Coughlin by almost 10 full seconds. Uh, a race that was only slowed by one caution flag in 100 laps. Uh, so uh, nice job by Casey Roderick. By the way, this was his first win since the All-American 400 in 2020 that we saw down in Nashville. So he was happy to get the monkey off his back and go back to victory lane. I was going to say, we saw him win the All-American 400 in Nashville. We saw how strong he ran down in Pensacola at the Snowball Derby. When you saw him, that he was there at Salem, were you thinking this could be a short afternoon for oh, everybody man. else. You, you just kind of wondered how long is it going to take for him to get up front. And, and after the Jegs race and we went to Supers, you thought, well, now he's got the notebook ready. He knows what to do. Uh, and he put that Team Platinum car on cruise control. Uh, so what a performance. Then up here, Kalamazoo Speedway kicked off their 2022 campaign Saturday night with a street stock special. The Ziegler Auto Group A Division featured some of the pavement street stock scene's best area drivers. Toward the end of the race, three were locked under a blanket. Buddy Head, Austin Maynard, and Sean Amore. Running nose to tail and door to door, the trio slid around Kalamazoo Speedway for 45 laps. At the end, former track champion Buddy Head went to victory lane, stretching out nearly a half a second on Maynard at the line. Brad Smith, by the way, held on for the B-feature win over Norm Overheiser. So good stuff on the pavement over this weekend, Rich. Yep, let's jump to let's jump to the dirt, Zach. A little late model news. Uh, and on Saturday night, it was all Superman as Jonathan Davenport led wire to wire, claiming the fifty thousand dollar XR Super Series Florida Dirt Nationals feature at All Tech Raceway. Davenport wheeled his number forty mine machine from the outside of the front row into the lead by turn two on the first lap and never trailed. As racing raged behind him, uh, there were plenty of comers and goers from second on back with Kyle Strickler and Brandon Overton duking it out for the runner-up spot uh, throughout caution after caution. Strickler would prevail, holding serve on the high side over a final handful of circuits. Overton finished third, while Ashton Winger fourth, and Shane Clanton would round out the top top, top five, driving up 12 spots from his 17th starting position, so a good run by Shane Clanton. Uh, Friday's $25,000 winner, Tim McCready, finished eighth, after battling back from a mid-race spin. And Zach, another dirt uh, late model news. While many things have changed in the past 1,031 days since the World of Outlaw late models have raced at Atomic Speedway, one thing remained the same, Tyler Erb. 
Uh, Herb held off a monster challenge from four-time and defending series champion Brandon Shepard to win on opening night of the Outlaw Invasion on Friday. The win is Herb's third career World of Outlaws victory, all coming at Atomic. Shepard crossed the line second, but was disqualified for failing the droop check in post-race inspection. Josh Rice and Tanner English would be credited with podium finishes. And Zach, in case you're interested, B-Shep did come back on Saturday and put his number one machine in victory lane with $15,000 on the line. Of course he did. Uh, and did pass post-race inspection. Uh, with his solid performance this weekend also, Dennis Herb Jr. would maintain his point lead early in 2022, now 44 points over rookie Max Blair. Next on the World of Outlaws Case Construction Equipment Late Model Series schedule, this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Zach, the Bristol Bash at Bristol Motor Speedway. Yeah, I know what I'm hearing out of this, Rich, is you got to keep your droop in check, okay? If, if things get too droopy, you're not going to pass inspection. Well, I think this year Madden got caught with it, and now Shepard got caught with it, so uh, they are checking Check the droop. Uh, the Great Lakes Super Sprints. As we mentioned, uh, Rich and I got to take in their season opener Saturday from Crystal Motor Speedway. Some 30 cars checked into the pit area following a highly successful show at Attica with the uh, NRA series the night before. More on why that matters coming up in just a moment. Chase Dunham and Keith Shefford Jr. led the 20-car field to the green flag for 25 laps. The race was quickly slowed as Tyler Rankin in the Greg Wheeler Motorsports 16 spun off turn four, collecting Frankie Neal, Kyle Portinga, and Dan uh, Nantencoke in the process. The incident would draw the end of the night for all drivers involved. Everyone would be okay. After the restart, the event stayed green for the rest of the way. Dunham jumped out to the early lead with Sheffer settling in for second. Then from fifth, Dylan Westbrook caught fire and charged toward the front. The Ontario-Canada driver tracked down Dunham quickly and began setting up the young Ohio shoe. In lap traffic, Westbrook made his move around Dunham when he became held up by a lap car. Once Dunham moved around the back marker, he went back to work, tracking down Westbrook, and the pair went three wide with a lap car down the back stretch as Dunham made a last-ditch effort to retake the lead. It wouldn't work, though, as Westbrook would eventually drive off with the win by over a half a second. Max Stambaugh, Ryan Rule, and Dustin Daggett rounded out the top five, and after the race, we caught up with the podium finishers, starting with Stambaugh in the Smith Motorsports 71H. Max Stambaugh brings it home third today with the uh, Smith Motorsports crew, and I don't know where to start for you. I guess first, nice to get a solid run under your belt with GLSS and Smith Motorsports. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a good weekend if you're on the podium. So third at uh, Attica Friday and a third tonight. Um, just, you know, uh, like I said before, I'm kind of a pain in the ass, so they got to get me comfortable, and I got to get comfortable with them. And third night and two top threes, I'm pretty happy. Talk about this racetrack, a little bit different crystal than we're used to. Had a lot of moisture in it from rain, got a little rutted up, had a couple grooves in it too. Uh, how was this racetrack for you? Yeah, you know, I think it was good. Um, you never know what you're going to get when you come to Crystal, so uh, hats off to the crew. First night out, track was really nice. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was a fun night, a lot of cars, good to see. Uh, congrats to Westbrook on a good weekend. You know, one last night and one tonight. And, uh, you know, he definitely sets the uh, standard for 360 racing. All right, Max, congratulations. Nice job. Yep, thanks, guys. Well, you'd think after finishing second and having led laps, you would have a frustrated Dunham on your hands, but he explains why he was actually okay with the runner-up finish from Crystal. Chase Dunham brings an home runner-up here tonight. You start on the pin here at Crystal, and uh, Chase, lap traffic just looked to be maybe the difference for you who gave Dylan a chance to run you down. Yeah, I would say that kind of helped him run me down, but it also... Uh, 
counterwise, I think it kind of helped me run him back down. But then we kind of got into open traffic there, and I think I, w I had a good run. I just uh, kind of got to him, needed some lap cars to fall different ways, and I think I might have had a better chance. But, but really happy with the result. So first time here, so definitely learned a lot. Kind of a hairy moment for you in turns one and two. You end up three deep, way on the top of the racetrack, man. I thought your race was almost over at that point. Run them three wide down the backstretch, and then you and Dylan end up out front. That was that was wild. Yeah, that was uh, being the one that was on the outside. I I was right on the edge. I don't think I could see much racetrack left on the right side. But uh, yeah, it was it's just good, hard, clean racing, you know. And then I was and a guy like him, you know, that's 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 what you should get and it's it's just really good really good for us to bounce back after attica last night we had a tough night i did i i needed to come race some more i had a lot of rust i needed to get out and uh yeah so it's really good to bounce back and a nice job for you to finish a uh, glss race with the car in one piece yeah yeah last time i talked to you i set the track record and then Jump. destroyed the car <laughs> first lap of a heat race so it's it's nice to actually talk to you and car so rolls so that's good. Well, man, congratulations. And uh, real quick, who, who is it that makes it possible for you to run her up here today? I want to thank William Vaughn Company, Marcos Pizza, Dale's Concrete, George's Garage, and LP Gas, uh, Precision Laser, Maverick Garage. I want to thank my mom and my dad, and I want to thank my fiance, Brooke. All right, Chase, congratulations. Nice job. Thank you. And, of course, a great weekend for Dylan Westbrook. It was capped off by the win Saturday night. He explains why that weekend went so well. Well, Dylan Westbrook, not only a winner tonight at Crystal, you won Friday night at Attica, and man, I know that tonight was really the only sanctioned race for GLSS, but nonetheless, back-to-back -back wins in that 360, you gotta be feeling pretty good. Yeah, really proud of how we did uh, all weekend long. Uh, with ESCS getting rained out, we kind of were looking for somewhere with the best weather around, so decided to come up here, race some uh, 360s, but uh, yeah, really happy with how we uh, did. Uh, first time ever at both tracks and won both of them so I was super excited. You've ran with GLSS before in the past before you got hot and heavy with the ASCS tour and uh, man you know how tough this place can be not this place but this group of drivers can be uh, and you had to work for this one a little bit too. Chase kind of got out and ran away and you tracked him down in lap traffic and a couple of those passes were pretty interesting too. Yeah there's a, a lot of good guys are racing this series too but uh, yeah that uh, at the start there, he uh, kind of took off a little bit. It took me a couple laps to uh, run him in, and then uh, trying to get through the lap traffic. It was uh, I seen him kind of get near me, uh, the ones on the inside, and turn three and four. So knew he got was getting real close, and uh, just kind of had to keep on uh, maneuvering my way throughout the traffic. Man, and a couple of those times, I was talking to him about it. Three wide, you know, out of two, and down the back stretch, and holy smokes, man, you got lap traffic mixed in there like that as much as you guys did. How tough does that make the race for you? Yeah, it made it uh, kind of tough. Like I. Uh, for a bit there, I got my groove, just kind of run the same uh, lap, got in a rhythm, and uh, yeah, then trying to move around with the lap cars, and then not really getting quite enough running that I needed to get by them, it made it a little bit tough there at the end. Talk to me about who's on the side of that Hills Racing Team machine. Uh, there's really got to thank uh, Sovereign Fusion, uh, Nitro 54, Cigar Port, uh, True North Bet, and uh, yeah, everyone else who uh, helps out with it. Really got to thank crew for uh, all weekend and all their work they did also. All right, man. Congratulations, Dylan Westbrook. Winner tonight at Crystal Motor Speedway. Thank you. Next up, Rich, for the Great Lakes Super Sprints is Saturday, April 28th. That's this weekend. Wayne County Speedway in Wayne County, Ohio. Last year, we were all able to get down there to Wayne County, stand around in the rain for an hour, and then go home. Uh, racetrack looks like a lot of fun, really intriguing shape, and I'm hoping this weekend we're going to see something a whole lot better than what we saw last year with the rain. Yeah, I got to tell you, I was talking to Dylan. Did you know? that both races he won this weekend were his first ever trips to those racetracks. Yeah. He'd never been to Attica, never been to Crystal. 
he's one for one at each of those. He should, probably should never go back. Right? I, would, I wouldn't show up at those racetracks ever again if I was him. <laughs> no, not at all. Time for our first guest tonight, Rich. And uh, again, it, it's not the first time, but it's exciting to get back into the rhythm of bringing on people who picked up victories over the weekend, and we're doing it again this week. Zach, we've talked to this gentleman before, and usually we're, you know, we, we've been waiting to see if he, when he was going to get his his big ones. And this year, he came out early this year and got it out of the way this weekend at Berlin, picking up the Icebreaker 75. Uh, makes his home in Brighton, Michigan. Kyle Crump, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Well, man, you, uh, you know, didn't you didn't have a great car, I guess, from what I understand all day. Let, take first, take me through the afternoon. Um, usually when guys have a loose car and they can't get rid of it, it comes back to bite them later. Talk about your day. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to mention this, but we're, we're, we were trying some stuff with the VRD camp, uh, the stuff we weren't running last year that I won Battle at Berlin with and we had a lot of success with. So it's kind of a new package, uh, trying to get a little faster for winning the bank and Battle at Berlin this year. And, uh, it was, it was a hard car to drive. It was on edge all the time. Uh, extremely loose uh, on the long run. So we were trying to get it dialed in and a place like Berlin, you, you cannot start loose. That track will eat you alive. And uh, thankfully we snugged up a bit, started out a little tight, but uh, I started getting extremely loose in and that's when Joe Bush was able to catch me and uh, run me down. Uh, he had a phenomenal car and uh, just came down to the last restart, got my tires cooled off and uh, was able to get him. You led about 50 laps of the race through the center. I think you took the lead about lap nine and led all the way up to almost lap 60. Um, how'd the car feel on that run? Pretty good, I imagine. Yeah, it, it fired off well about the first 30 laps. I mean, I was, I was kind of riding, just biding my time. And, uh, yeah, just started building free in. Uh, and I was cranking front brake bias in it. I, I lost count at 15 clicks front brake bias in it. Holy and, uh, smokes. You know, JBD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I lost count. I just stopped counting. I kept turning it. <laughs> and uh, JBD was telling me Joe was reeling me in little by little just to take it easy because we had those competition cautions. So I really didn't want to kill my tires. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little edgy. But, you know, you can't beat it when it has rough speed, though. Man, oh, man. So, uh, now, I saw you a couple of weeks ago. Um, you were down at Anderson, and, and I was excited to see you. We're looking forward to it. Arca CRA Super Series opener. And I came down, and I said, hey, uh, cool, you're here. It's going to be fun, you know, Red Bud 400 champion. And <laughs> you got this look on your face, and you said, we're basically just testing. <laughs> we don't even have an Anderson setup on this car. Um, brand new, really, everything. I mean, a lot of what you're doing here earlier in this season is going to be a lot of learning, it sounds like. Yeah, we actually sold the car from last year. It was a little bittersweet. That, that car was very good to us. So, yeah, brand new car, brand new everything. Uh, getting a new engine from McGonagall here pretty soon. Uh, waiting on parts on that, unfortunately, like a lot of people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, try to get all the tests out of the way early. Make sure we keep improving because, you know, in, in the racing world, if you don't keep improving, people are going to catch you and you're going to get beat. So, uh now is this, this new this brand new car that you've got? Is this a brand new J uh, Johnny Van Dorn car? Yep, uh, uh, yeah, brand new Van Dorn car. Uh, yeah, I can't really say much more about it, but <laughs> oh man, <laughs> really? Okay, <laughs> well, if if you didn't have people standing around that one thirty one car this weekend, you're going to now. <laughs> Uh, but uh, apparently uh, the new stuff is working. Uh, and, and, you know, um, I think anytime you can come out and be 
competitive and pick up a win, you're going to you're going to garner the attention of some people anyhow. So, enjoy that for the next few weeks. <laughs> looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, getting to drive it again here this next weekend at Dixie uh, for the Jags race. I think it's first one of the year for them. So, uh, or maybe second one. I think they raced at Salem. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back after it. So now you and Carson are out of that same shop, and I know Carson said that they were trying something new on his car. I'm assuming that wasn't the same thing they were trying on yours. Uh, yeah, yeah. We start we started out with the same stuff, but uh, just venture along different paths, see who can hit on what, and build from there. Because you seem you seem your car from from what I've seen. Um, at, like at the end, you had that late caution that you really needed, or you know, I guess you would probably admit if you didn't have that late caution. You probably weren't going to win that race, race, right, Kyle? Yeah, for sure. Joe Bush, he he had that thing hooked up. He he go anywhere on the track. It was really impressive. But uh, yeah, we kind of kind of knew we had that competition caution coming with I think it was six to go or something like that. So uh, I wasn't trying my hardest to run him down there because I didn't want to toast the right rear any more than I was. But uh, definitely don't think I would have been even remotely close to him at the end if it went green all the way. You mentioned uh, racing with the Jags Tour coming up this weekend at Birch Run, and I, I know, Rich, we've talked about it on the show a couple of times uh, with a couple of different people. Birch Run really uh, stepping up their program this year. Now, I know you kind of live over, you know, when I say live, I mean you spend a lot of your time over on the western side of the state. Uh, but over there at Birch Run, you know, they're bringing Jags in three separate times. they got a lot of big cash bonuses going on with that as well. Uh, you eyeing all three of those trips, and, and talk about that racetrack and, and you know, that the Pro Late model as well, because you had a pretty good run there last year. Yeah, uh, they got Jeff Parrish over there helping promote it recently, and uh, I know I've known Jeff for years now, so uh, he does a really good job with it. I believe that's a large reason why we, they're getting so many shows over there, and I believe they got Eric Jones coming out for uh, some fan meetup later this year, so uh, they're, they're taking a lot of steps in the right direction. Uh, and it's, it's pretty cool to see because I got to race at Dixie in the past, but not too much. So be able to go out there a lot this summer. I'll be running all three of those Michigan races uh, and try to pick up that Triple Crown Championship or I believe they're calling it something like that. But Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and that, that kind of money, too, uh, you know, in this day and age and, and with pro late models, right? Uh, kind of hard, kind of hard to find something that's paying that well. Yeah, exactly. So that's a large portion of the reason why, like, with uh, Stan and Judy Rosen and the Crosstown team, like, we don't run the, the full ARCA CRA series schedule or the JEGS tour schedule. We kind of pick and choose where we're going to go, you know, the, the most financially viable option for what we do. That, that's hard to go by in racing, but uh, we get picky with it. But, uh, yeah, these three JEGS races at Dixie are definitely uh, a step in the right direction. So let's, Kyle, let's talk about this Triple Crown because uh, I'm sure you know how it works to make all the big bucks, right? So you have to win the first one to be eligible. That's this weekend. When you come back, you have to decide to start scratch to get a $7,000 bonus if you win from the tail. If you win that race, you have to start the third race from the tail. And if you can go to the front, you get a $25,000 bonus. So tell me how you're going to do this. Yeah, I actually haven't heard of that uh, proposal. Uh, or oh, boy. The running that, but, uh, <laughs> now you got yeah, him, if, now if you got him some things weekend, to contemplate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, if I win this weekend, you can bet I'm starting in the back the next race. That's a lot of money. So uh, 100% going for that if I can pick up the win this weekend. 
And, you know, I, I, you look at that race last year. I don't know, Kyle, if that is, is a good um, – if that's a good sample size of what fans might see, I mean, you have a, a, a car on the pole that misses a shift and takes out a third of the field before we ever get to turn one. Uh, I, I think we're going to see a really good race this year, three of them at Birch Run. I mean, you've been there, like you said, a number of times. Uh, we, we, we lost some really good cars in that opening lap accident last year that kind of made it a little bit easier for, for some guys to get up front. Yeah, I uh, I ran a Jegs race back in the day. I think it was 2018. It was the Master of the Pros, 10,000 to win there at the Prolates in the Jegs Tour. And we had like, I think we had close to 30 cars. And that was one of the most fun Prolate model races I had been a part of. Uh, just with that many cars and how long the race was and how wide Dixie can get. So, uh, yeah, if we get some good car count this weekend, uh, I really feel like it could be a really fun race for me as a driver and hopefully for the fans. You know, you look here on uh, Kyle Crump Racing's Facebook page. This is really cool. You guys have events uh, posted on your page where you're going to be and, and what uh, vehicle you're going to be in. Um, the the super late model, uh, the Crosstown 50 super late model makes a couple of stops. Uh, talk about busting out the super late model for Crosstown as opposed to the 131. What's that about? Yeah, that's more just standing and Judy being a little picky with what they want to run and where they're going to run at. And, uh, so with uh, kind of the, the rising cost of a lot of things and, you know, their, the tire shortage and everything, uh, Crosstown's not really running the Outlaws much this year. So, but they still want to race. So we're going to pick up some super races and uh, kind of see what the year brings. If it keeps going in a good direction like it is right now, I mean, we, we might add more to the schedule. So, And one of my favorite things about it is All-American 400 is one of the first events you come across when you get on Kyle Crump Racing. Um do you have a history with that event? Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not brushed up. It's not time for me to get ready for the all American 400. Uh, but do you have a history with that event in Nashville? Yeah, that one kind of stings a little bit. I went, I went down there last year with Crosstown. It was my first time running that race. And, uh, GVD did an awesome job with pitch strategy. We actually had uh, two new right sides ready to rock with, I think it was 70 laps to go. We we're going to throw them on at any time. I think we were, we were last car in the lead lap and fifth kind of just biding our time staying on the lead lap and uh ended up getting turned and wrecked the car with like 60 to go so i think we had a really good shot at a top five there if not a top three but uh yeah i'm ready to get back there i know the whole crosstown team is just because we had a good run our first time out there and uh ready to build on that you know you said you they crosstown didn't have a you know a schedule or a big schedule uh for the outlaw but man t talk to me about these outlaw races that that we've seen over the winter that are coming up uh you know the big big money being being thrown around down at plymouth speedway for the grand slam down there uh some other you know other outlaw races up in this area it, it, if you guys want to run some outlaw races for some good money you are not short on options this year yeah exactly so uh the crosstown team i think Plymouth was a, was a big one on our schedule. Uh, unfortunately, it has a little conflict with some of the CRA stuff, but I think we can do two of them for sure. So we'll, we'll 100% be at that. Uh, plans to run Glass City. Uh, we, we feel like we, we, need, we need to get one there. I think we finished twice or finished second twice with those guys there. So uh, I up Toledo, I up Plymouth. Uh, wanted to run the Clash this year, but uh, it's the same weekend as the Red Bud 400. So uh, taking the Red Bud 400 over that. Got, and, some, uh, got some business to. Hand, uh, that's, that's what I can think. Got some business to defend that's down what there. I think we're yeah, yeah. I want to go back to Redbud. I want to try to 
try to go two for two with that, but uh, we'll see. That that race is wild. So maybe uh, this year, and this is just a thought, uh, we won't go two laps down and try to battle back from that with sixty laps to go. Yeah, exactly. And uh, hopefully, <laughs> I don't have to move someone out of the way. I'd rather go clean and green. But uh, we'll see what happens. Redbud School of Excitement. So. And, you know, I want to go back to that, too, because we've talked uh, before about that race. And, and, you know, man, you really started up a conversation about racer etiquette. And, uh, you know, it was funny. You had a racer, you had a fellow racer and a good friend in your ear for that event as a spotter. And after that race, he said, any other race car driver in the nation tries to tell me they don't do that same thing. They're a liar. Um, and But it's still funny that even to this day, almost a full year later now, you, you still look back at that and you go, I w- a part of me wishes I could have done that different, but the other part of me is glad you're a Red Bud 400 champion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was wild, the, the, like, the kind of publicity that that got. Like, I don't hop on Twitter much or anything, but, like, my friends were sending me stuff on Twitter, like, hey, check this out. And, like, I think we had, like, Landon Castle and a few other NASCAR guys comment on it. It was kind of crazy how, that, how fast that spread. But uh, all in all, I mean, it was a cool weekend, and I was glad to get it done. So what you said you're gonna you guys are showing up to run um, the first race at Birch Run this weekend. Uh, what what for the next month or so? What is solidly on your schedule? Oh, that's a good question. It's probably bad on me. I don't I don't really know exactly <laughs> what I'm running. I, I got it written down, but I don't know offhand. Uh, I know Money in the Bank's coming up. That's a big one for us. Yeah, Birch Run this coming weekend. Uh, Man, I, I can't I can't recall any other ones though close offhand. Uh, the the big shows we're running this year though is going to be Money in the Bank, Battle at Berlin, Red Bud Four Hundred, All American Four Hundred, and then uh, those few outlaw shows, big money outlaw shows. Kyle, get in you, the Kyle, get in the truck. We're going to the races. Okay. <laughs> you know the old ad, you know the old <laughs> adage. Yeah, you know the old adage about who they say gets to drive the race car, right? The guy that doesn't know what's going on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kyle, you get you get the first one in the books, man. You open up at Berlin. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about what Rich said to me when we were talking about, you know, hey, I said Kyle Crump won at Berlin. And, you know, Rich, you said, man, this cat has kind of come out of nowhere over the last couple of years. It was like you're throwing his name around as somebody who kind of runs in the top ten. And now, Kyle, all of a sudden, I think you're a standout in, in super late model and, and template late model racing. You know, Kyle Crump is a guy to watch. Uh, and that development, I don't know, from your perspective, does it feel like it has happened rather quickly over the last five, 10 years? Yeah. So like uh, undoubtedly when you're a driver, you always believe in yourself. And I feel like, like things finally really started clicking when we brought JVD on and stuff and, you know, picked up those wins last year and then starting out with a win this year, kind of, I guess it, it kind of shows it wasn't kind of a luck last year or, you know, I was put in situations. So, yeah, I mean, it feels good to pick up a win, kind of helps solidify maybe maybe that statement. So uh, hopefully just keep winning and uh, <laughs> doing my thing. So, and a, and a race that I was at, I think, Kyle, that a lot of people don't talk about because it, it's not, you know, a, 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 a crown jewel race is – you flat out dominated in Lucas Oil last year when, when we were down there. Talk about how good that car was. Yeah, that was cool. That was kind of a, a another new idea from Butch over at VRD. We were trying uh, loading up the sway bar a little differently than normal and stuff like that. So uh, brought it down there, and I mean, it, it had some work to do in practice, but uh, Butch got it dialed in perfect. And uh, I mean, that thing was just dominant. Uh, 
kind of, I think we're going back there with the super and the crate this year. So uh, I'm looking forward to going back there. I love that track and uh, the setup was great last time. Hopefully we can build on that. Well, Kyle, man, it's always a pleasure to get a chance to chat with you. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun to see you down at Anderson. And now, now that the uh, test sessions are out of the way, I'm looking forward to seeing you at a racetrack and, and seeing you, uh, you know, put, put some uh, put some effort, I guess. I don't know. Effort's the wrong word. It was just so funny. You said, we don't even have an Anderson set up on this car. We're just here to shake it down. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, looking forward to being able to see you get to race. And I was really bummed. Couldn't be there at Berlin, but nice job. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's always fun being on here and talking with you. All right, that's Kyle Crump. Look for him at Birch Run Speedway this weekend with the Jag CRA All-Stars Tour. Kyle, have a great night, man. Well, Rich, we've talked about uh, some of the things we had going on last weekend. We do have our upcoming calendar coming up in just a few, but I want to focus in on on uh, a series that you and I are going to watch closely. We watched very closely last year, and that, of course, is the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series. This year, they start at a track that's not called Meritor Tri-City for the first time since its inception. They're going to go to I-96 Speedway on Friday night. Yeah, and this isn't the last time um, any, you know, this isn't the first time in a while any of these drivers have have raced at I-96, but it's the first time that a series has been there in a while, and we know who the last series was there that ran. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to be um, pretty interesting. You know, Dona Marcoulier coming back from to defend his championship, um, a lot of the other guys, I, I don't know. I, I think we know who's going to think. I think the Brandon Thurlby's and, and the Travis Stemler's we're going to see. But, uh, you know, Chad Finley has not committed to the entire Challenge Series yet. Oh, we're fairly confident that that's what he's going to do. But uh, this could be a toss-up. Uh, Eric Spangler, Spangler's going to be strong. Did you see the new graphics on the Spangler car? I no, think I did not. Sharp. Oh, I oh it doesn't look anything like the old tw- 27 machine. It looks really sharp. Um, allow me to look that up as you talk. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just posted it last week and it looked really, really sharp. Uh, new graphics doesn't look anything like it did before. Wow. Look at that. That is a good looking race car. Isn't it pretty sharp? Isn't it? Yeah, it it is, man. Oh man. The old man's changing things up a little bit. (laughs) You know, this, uh, this all-star performance late model challenge series, of course, uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch between merit and tri city, but rich, I think one of the things we said it needed was a little more variety and caps off to uh, Mike Blackmer for making that happen this year. Teamed up with Jeff Dice at I-96 Speedway to kick things off there. Now, it's the only stop at I-96 this season, so one and done for the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series. Then it goes to Tri-City and Merritt Speedway. Then, how about the Dibbles getting in on the action with a stop at Hartford? Then Thunderbird, as you know, is now part of the Blackmer regime, so that adds a little variety to it as well. Uh, and then another stop at Hartford in August to kind of continue to keep things shook up. And and I love it. I-96 I- is only in there once, but each one of these racetracks so different from the other um, that, you know, you're not going to be able to just dominate Tri-City. Now, I'm not knocking Dona Mar- Marcoulier at all, but you're not going to be able to just go in and dominate Tri-City and finish well at Merritt and win the championship you're going to have to be good at at least four different racetracks. Zach, additional racetracks, $4,000 to win at most of them. Some of them $10,000 and another one, let's say $34,000 yeah. this year. Um, kind of with all the different racetracks and the 4000 kind of an old flow, kind of a feel. Four. Feels a little, deja, tour, right? a little deja vu. A little deja vu. A little deja vu. A little bit, I think. I think I think you could uh, 
you could bring that back and and not you know see the resemblances uh, when when that tour started in Michigan early. You know, uh, just looking here for those those nuts who like to follow along closely, uh, standard race day format qualifying. Uh, of course, they're going to have all cars the opportunity to take two laps, qualifying in order with your assigned group, and uh, then they'll have heat races. If they've got 25 cars or less, you'll get two heat races, up to 35 with three, up to 45 with four, up to 60 with five, and 60-plus cars. They'll get six heat races in with their format. They'll redraw for the A-Main, Rich, just like we always have seen. Heat race winners will draw against each other one through three for three heat races, one through four for four heat races, etc. Second place draw for the next group, starting positions third and fourth. Last chance qualifiers, same thing. Provisionals, there will be some provisionals. One series provisional based on current points for the first two events based on last year's final points. A track provisional based on track discretion and a co-sanctioned provisional based on series current points and procedures. And then the A-Main, winner to the scales prior to the victory lane and uh, laps and purse per event, see the schedule. So does sound very familiar. Yeah, so tell me what, uh, let's, uh, let's handicap I-96 Speedway because that is probably the fastest racetrack they'll run all season long. Uh, maybe Hartford, I don't know, but I think I-96, you know, we talked to, to Brandon Thurlby, and he says that's a really fast racetrack, and that's why he likes it. Well, let us uh, let me just verify. Are you asking me to pick who I think is going to get the job done uh, yeah, this Friday at I-96? Yeah, right out of the gate. Right, right out of the gate. Brandon yeah. Thurlby. You think so? Brandon Thurlby, I-96 Speedway's on his schedule, $4,000 to win. That cat loves that racetrack, and uh, we've seen him put on spectacular performances there. Uh, I think out of our regulars who show up, Brandon Thurlby. Now, there's always the chance that a wild card from uh, that state to our south will show up, and if he does... Mr. Sixpack? If he does, it it changes the whole equation of the night. And yes, Mr. (laughs) Sixpack. Yes, they would, they, he would be. He, well, if he wins, he'd be the only driver to win with without an enclosed trailer. We'll just say that. <laughs> Six pack, by the way, the best way to describe his current setup because I passed him on I sixty nine on the way home, and uh, that jalopy was just struggling to keep up with the rest of the uh, the current flow of I sixty nine. I think he may have caused a traffic jam in Indianapolis. I don't know that for sure. Uh, but you know what? The race car is still fast and it still looks good. So uh, I think you got to watch Rusty Schlank if he decides to come up north. Yeah, you do, and I'm gonna go. I'm I'm saving my Dono Marcullier picks for when we get a little further north because I think I can lock in pretty easily when we get up there. Um, so I'm gonna save him for some of my Tri City picks probably. But I'm gonna go with uh, this week. Let's go with Stemler. I he looked off. He looked awfully strong at the opener at Winston. Um, you know, kind of drove away from him, but it's a faster racetrack. But if he's got if Travis has got that car hooked up, they're gonna have a hard time chasing him down so uh i think i think out of the gate we'll get around to all of them probably picking picking one for everybody but i'll take uh i'll take travis stemler for race number one for the all-star performance late model challenge series should be a good one i'm hoping to make it out there friday to i-96 speedway to take this one in um and uh, rich i guess while we're there you pick Brandon Thurlby, or excuse me, I pick Brandon Thurlby. You pick Travis Stemmler. Uh, let's take a look at the upcoming calendar for this weekend. And Friday, it does feature the uh, All Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series race number one at I ninety six Speedway. Gates open at five, qualifying at seven, with racing to follow. Yep, and where I will be for the weekend, 
uh, Bertrand Speedway, their season opener, two days, Friday and Saturday. Uh, the Cabin Fever 100 for the JEG CRA All-Stars Tour. Now, Friday practice uh, is a practice day. Pits will open at noon. Practice is at 2. Uh, practice ends at 5.30, so practice from 2 to 5.30. Afterwards, there'll be an autograph session and a meet and greet on the main concourse, which we all want to see. They've done a lot of work, more, a lot more work out there with a concert afterwards, Zach. So they're going to have a concert out there immediately following practice. And then on Saturday, the Cabin Fever 100 for the JEG CRA All-Stars Tour. Modifieds, Pure Stock, Street Stocks, American Trucks, give me a minute, Pro Stock, Pro Sport Compacts, Sport Compacts, and Motor City Core Figure 8s will all be in action as well. Pits open at noon, Hot Laps at 3, Grandstands at 5, and the first three green flags, Zach, on Saturday night will fly at 7.30 at Birch Run. A lot of racing. A lot of racing at Birch Run. If you're going there, you're going to get your money's worth out of that ticket. Kalamazoo Speedway back in action on Friday as well. Return of Fast Fridays with the Intimidator 100 for the Outlaw Super Late Models. That's going to be the uh, top of the card. The undercard, Template Late Models, Street Stocks, Outlaw Front Wheel Drives, and Zoo Stocks also in action. They'll open the gates at 3.30. Green flag waves on Friday at 7.30 p.m. And Corgan Oil Speedway is going to try it one more time. They Mother Nature didn't play well with everybody last Friday night. So Unleashed 2022 opening night. Uh, Take two, a uh, $4,000 win to win for the Northsidetowing.net Outlaw Super Late Models. They will go 50 laps. Modifieds will also go 50 laps for 1500 to win. Pro Late Model Street Stocks, Outlaw Front Wheel Drives, and Pony Stocks are also in action, Zach. Uh, grandstands open at 5 p.m. on Friday. Racing kicks off at 7 p.m. Let's move to the uh, Saturday time slot. Thunderbird Raceway will have their opening night. Again, it's their first event under new management with Mike Blackmer at the helm. Uh, they'll have the Warrior Challenge Series event at Thunderbird. So uh, a Challenge Series, I guess technically, technically a Challenge Series event at Thunderbird. Because remember, all the divisions get a little bit of a Challenge Series this year. Uh, what does that mean, though? If this is the first you're hearing of it, uh, that means $500 to win for the Warriors at Thunderbird Raceway. So a little increased purse there. And then, of course, Rich, the other divisions that you've come to know and love will be in action. Gates at 4, racing at 6 o'clock. And Galesburg Speedway on Saturday, the Todd Foot Memorial Victory 110 for the template late models, $5,010 to win. Uh, street stocks, front-wheel drives, road warriors will also be in action, Zach, on Saturday. Gates at Galesburg open at 3 p.m., with the first green flag flying at 645. Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway gets the first call this Saturday. Late model sportsmen in action alongside the Mountain Dew Modified Street Stocks, Front Wheel Drives, and Mini Wedges. Wishing good luck to our uh, friend and correspondent Chris Phoebe as they kick off their season on Saturday. And then, moving over to the west a little bit, as we mentioned, it's not a season kickoff, but it's back to work at Berlin Raceway with their uh, limited late models, sportsmen, vintage modifieds, and compacts on the schedule for Saturday. Gates at 2, racing at 4 o'clock at Berlin Raceway on Saturday. Also want to mention, I uh, want to say good luck. It's not the it's not an official race night, but my, my good friend Tim Wilbur will open the gates for the first time in 2022 to Butler Motor Speedway. They'll have their open house on Saturday with open practice and... Um, 
They've been making a lot of changes. I can tell you what, the amount of money he spent in lumber, he could probably buy my house two times over uh, replacing boards at Butler. So uh, you should at least feel a little safer sitting in the grandstands this year, if nothing else. They got a new sign out front. Uh, and so, Tim, good luck with your open house this weekend. And on next week's show, we'll talk about season opening events. Yeah, they're coming up pretty soon, aren't they? Yeah, yep, one week from Saturday. Yep. So, cool. yeah. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. I want to say thanks to Kyle Crump for joining us on the show. Um, as you mentioned, Rich, a lot going on this weekend. Next week's show will will be no sleeper. <laughs> we'll have no lack of content for next week's program. But until then, uh, I'm going to give you the age-old advice. Get your backside track side because it's time to get back to the races. And in the meantime, in between time, for Scott Menlin, who pays the bills, Rich Trance, my co-host, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in to another episode of Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.